Today we're so honored to be joined by Neil Patel. As many of you already may know, Neil is a New York Times bestselling author and one of the world's most influential marketers according to the Wall Street Journal and Forbes magazine. Neil was even named a top 100 entrepreneur under the age of 30 by former U.S. President Barack Obama. Neil is currently concentrating his efforts on his ad agency, NP Digital, where he also enjoys assisting businesses in accelerating their growth. We can't express our gratitude enough for Neil's decision to share his knowledge with our listeners today. Prepare to hear our industry leaders' expert advice on some of the most important elements to creating a successful app in today's highly competitive mobile market. Okay, welcome to another episode of App Growth Show. Um, today we have a really, really special guest. Uh, Neil Patel doesn't really need an introduction. I think the entire digital community knows Neil Patel. We're honored to have you here today, Neil. Uh, I kind of know Neil Patel's content since 2009. Oh man, I'm old. Mm -hmm. um, the foundations of my digital marketing days, I think I learned it from you know, a lot of Neil Patel's blogging, blogging. He's known for growth hacking in the community, from his SEO to backlinking to email to anything that you kind of want to know about digital. But um, today's focus is about growth hacking for mobile apps and really like about like app entrepreneurs or app developers to take their apps to the next level. I'm here with Neil and Jen today. And we're going to get to it. So, awesome. Neil, welcome. Thanks for You're welcome. Um, yeah, Neil, so if we can start things off, as Fouad mentioned, you pretty much don't need an introduction. Anyone who's been in the app industry knows who you are, but we know how dynamic the app industry is, people coming, people going all the time. So for anyone who might be new to the app community. Tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe what you've been up to lately. Sure. So I'm a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I started an ad agency when I was 16. I'm 37 right now for context. Uh, the ad agency didn't work out. Eventually started a few software companies around marketing and analytics. Um, one of them worked out. One of them was venture back. The venture back one didn't work out. Um, fast forward to today. I enjoy blogging, creating content about anything marketing related. I have another ad agency, which is what I'm spending all my time on. Uh, I'm on my fifth year of the ad agency. It's called NP Digital, and we enjoy helping companies grow. Fantastic. So, um, Neil, you've been in the industry for a long time, and you've seen your share of app pains and losses. From your perspective, what would you say are the biggest mistakes app developers, entrepreneurs make? We call them apppreneurs when it comes to growing an app and making it successful. Mobile app or desktop app? Let's say mobile apps focus, but sometimes across devices, we can focus on both. Yeah, so, so the big thing that we see that developers are making mistakes with their mobile apps is the first one is, is they wait till it's perfect for it to go out there and they're trying to do everything under the sun and just make it perfect. It's never going to be perfect. You're always going to have to test. You're always going to have to tweak and make it better. The second thing is, is a lot of them don't AB test. 
right? So from referral uh, flows to onboarding flows to um, getting them to use it by testing out things like push notifications, it's people aren't testing as much. They have this mindset that, hey, this is what other people are doing. This is what I need to do. This is what my competitors are doing. And let's just do this and go. And even if you're in the same space as someone else, just because something worked for them, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. There's always, there's never a guarantee of that. That's a good one. Um, yeah. That, and that's really interesting that we're, you know, you're talking about, you know, these mistakes that people make. So, but obviously, you know, growth starts with some creative ideas, right? So apart from A-B testing and doing things like that, what would you say are like the two or three main things that app developers should do and do really well if they want to be successful? First is figure out the tracking. If you're not tracking each stage of the user, the lifetime value, what they're worth, how you monetize, what channels are actually calling, uh, causing revenue, which ones are, et cetera, uh, it's hard to actually grow your app, right? You, you need the tracking to help you inform your decisions. Um, the second thing is, can you actually create some sort of inherent virality, whether it's through a referral program or whether it's people inviting others because for the app to work, example, Facebook, you need to connect with friends, you need to use it with friends or even Instagram, right? So when you look at apps like that, there's a natural inherent virality in there. That's not necessarily a referral program. It's just more so for it to work, you need other people on that network that you're your friends and you ideally want to connect with them. The third thing is, is how are you solving a major problem? See, a lot of app developers these days are creating me too apps. You're just not going to grow as big or do as well if you're just creating another me too app. And adding a feature that helps you stand out isn't really doing much that's different. What I mean creating something different is it's like when Uber first came out, it was revolutionary. Oh, wow, I can pull up my phone and I can straight up just click a button and a car will come to me, right? People weren't used to that. That naturally will grow because it's something new, unique. It's not a it's not differentiated from the competitors by a feature. At the time when it came out, it was really new, unique, novel, right? That helps something grow organically because it's solving a real pain point. If you ever landed in New York, one of the first cities that Uber was in, um, I don't know if it was the first, but it was one of the first. And, uh, you know, in many cases, you would wait 30, 40 minutes for a taxi and it can be really cold at certain times of the year. Uber, click a button, they're there pretty quickly. Boom, you're good to go. Costs a little bit more than a taxi, but super convenient. So yeah, I mean, so it's really about the viral idea, about the K factor. Otherwise, another Uber of something in today's world it means nothing basically, unless correct. So you know, you're you're known for growth hacking. Many many people think of Neil Patel as like you know growth hacking. What have been some of the craziest things you heard or you heard about or you've actually deployed when hacking growth for apps, whether ranking in the app store or get a buzzword up for apps? Can you think of some cool ideas that you guys have done and good stories? No, there's nothing crazy. There's no one silver bullet. It's a lot of little things that add up, right? So for example, a lot of tweaks to onboarding flows. Um, if a user doesn't have a good onboarding experience with the app or first usage, like if they don't have a great experience the first time using the app, 
you lost them in most cases. Uh, a lot of touch points from push notifications to walking them through to making things simpler, um, to removing steps, uh, making things very logical, right? This all helps. Another thing that we found when it comes to App Store and at least rankings, you know, encouraging reviews that of course helps really well. You can do that within the app. Uh, Apple's a little bit different than Google focusing in the app store, uh, just on one keyword in your title is much better than focusing on two or three or four. You tend to do better in the app store when you focus on less keywords, because you're giving more emphasis to the main keywords that you're focusing on. Um, make sure your descriptions are very detailed. The images are really high in quality. If you have videos, make sure the videos are amazing. Um, Google, you can, of course, focus on more keywords and still do where than uh, compared to Apple from what we've seen in the algorithm. But it's just, you know, again, I'm going over a lot of little stuff. None of them are really going to move the needle, but when you combine them all, it helps you get an edge over your competition. And even if you do things right, because it's so competitive in most keywords within the app store, you're going to have to do a little bit of advertising to boost it at the beginning whether it's advertising inherently through the app store or whether it's doing uh, Facebook ads to app installs, right? You're going to have to do quite a bit of testing or our ads at the beginning to really just push it or spearhead it. Unless you got connections with people who have massive email lists or PR lists or influencers, right? You got to do something to just kickstart the growth. So in reality, there is nothing that is free. There is no magic way. A lot of people come and say, well, hack my ASO for me. We're like, well, even that, it requires someone's time and effort, right? You need to actually Correct. pay a little bit at the beginning to get the ball rolling, to create a bit of a snowball effect, to activate the ratings. Because the algorithms are not what they used to be like five, 10 years ago, right? Well, five, 10 years ago, there was barely any apps. So then it was easier. Of course, there was less people downloading apps, but now it's so competitive and saturated that you got to kickstart it somehow. You remember Flappy Bird? Flappy birds? No. No, there were the area of that a lot of people like released a lot of different vari variation of the same app. And it was an easy game, but went viral. But everybody put the metadata Flappy something at the rank. And then Apple was flooded with a lot of Flappies. And then they changed the algorithm. So we live and breathe the ASO world, just like, you know, for a lot of the audience out there, like the SEO version, right? Do you yep. think apps should, app should work on their SEO on the web and get the, because a lot of times they have a one pager, whatever app.com and they treat traffic to app store. Is it worth it for them to scale their web presence and SEO? It is because most people uh, don't know this step, but over half the searches, I believe it's getting close to 60%. I haven't looked at the latest numbers, but I, it's well over half the searches on Google actually for mobile devices. So doing really well on Google, getting that mobile traffic, people can click a button when they're on your site and boom, download your app. It drives a lot of volume for some of the bigger companies. So for bigger companies, they could afford to build that content to actually get the SEO done yet. For smaller developers, did you well, no, no, smaller companies, they can do it too. We just don't see as many smaller companies focus on it. Mm -hmm. The bigger companies need to do everything to move the needle. Right. So we ha they have to start thinking about holistic growth perspective and the direct could work up to a level. Obviously, there's finite budget. The cost per installs in the apps are 3 to $5. Sometimes even we've seen 6 7 bucks for, for Facebook. 
it is not scalable unless you have something viral. You have to look at the whole ecosystem as a whole, have patience Correct. with it, right? Good one. Um, another typical case that I usually get, um, people come and say, I want a million. It's a typical number people throw at us. Over X, like I want a million in three months, a million downloads in six months. Um, for some people, maybe, but is that, do you think, it, is it like viable or they have to focus on their KPIs first, the certain like retention growth as a whole, or just it is okay to throw a lot of things at it and maybe it works. To Could it go like in an adverse way and risk their maybe app listing? So the way I look at everything is like spaghetti. You throw it up against the wall and you see what sticks. Um, there's nothing wrong with just going out there and seeing where you have issues whether it's with retention or whether it's with onboarding or whether it's with virality and users not inviting other users or whether people just don't like it and they're giving terrible ratings. I'm a big believer and you just throw it out there. You see what happens in the app store. You see what happens with users, what they think. And then over time, you just tweak and adjust and you continually make it better. Again, nothing is going to be perfect from day one. There's not necessarily one metric to focus on first over others because I've seen some people get lucky and throw up an app and the retention is amazing and the reviews are amazing. And I've seen other people throw up apps and the reviews suck and the retention sucks. You don't really know what to focus on and what to fix until you throw it out there and get some traction. It's a good one. Interesting. I kind of um, wanted to touch back on that point. You brought up Uber, you know, and about um, all the competition just in general with apps, you know, maybe 10 years ago, people weren't really searching and downloading so much, but of course we know that that's completely changed now. So given today's market and how much is out there, you know, is there room for the next big thing, like the the next Uber or the next Tinder? Um, is there room for those sort of big ideas like that? There is. Um, it's just a question of what is the idea that we haven't all heard of? Like, okay, think of it this way. If there was an app, I'm trying to make something up on the spot. Um, if, if there was an app that had artificial intelligence and it helped you just do your job, whatever your job was, it helped you automate 50% of the tasks so you would just be more efficient, right? Whether you're a computer program, it would code 50% for you, even you know, connect somehow to your computer. Uh, I'm making this up. Or if you are flipping burgers, it would just keep track for you, tell you when to flip so you didn't have to pay attention. Uh, you know, like let, let's say it could just hear conversations and just tell you what to do in life. Like just imagine I'm making this up, but just imagine this app solved half your problems that you're facing in life. Not all, but half. And that would just make your life easier, right? Like your kid throwing a tantrum, the app would be like, say this to your kid and it will solve it. And they stop throwing a tantrum. Right. Parents would be like, oh, my God, this is just amazing. Yeah, I download that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Same here. No, so the, the point I'm getting is if you create something that's amazing, which isn't easy, right, mm -hmm. you will naturally go viral. Like if apps, if an app solved all kids tantrums and they stopped hitting and screaming and giving their parents a hard time, I kid you not, you would not have to do any marketing and it would just grow virally. Right. You don't even need a referral flow. It would just grow virally. doesn't matter if you need to charge $100 for it. It would just grow virally. The real question is, can you actually build an app that does it? Probably not. But that's an extreme example of 
an app that solves a problem that would just go viral. The question is, is what is the next app that could go viral? And that solves a big problem. If I knew about it, honestly, I wouldn't be here. I'd be go build, I would building it right now. Right. And then I would have the next 50 or hundred billion dollar company. But well, you have millions of things on the go on the side. Who knows? That's no right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you, you get what I mean, right? It, it's those things are very hard to do. I'm not saying impossible, but it's hard. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of shots, a lot of misses for every one success. There's thousands of failures, if not millions of failures. So for, you know, those that maybe don't have the next big idea to that extent, but, you know, there's still good apps out there and room for good apps. You know, um, just from a marketing perspective, like what would you say is, is one of the biggest trends happening in the app industry right now that, you know, app marketers should have on their radar and kind of be either preparing for or taking advantage of? We're, we're now seeing companies start doing a lot of SEO to drive app installs. People always have been doing apps for optimization. People have always been running digital ads to get more app installs. People have always been doing the referral flows and things like that or leveraging push push notifications to get people to come back and use the app and increase their LTVs. But not a ton of people have been doing SEO to drive more app installs. And because of cost for app store marketing, even bidding on ads in the Apple store for your brand name, like it's getting expensive, right? And it's getting so expensive that companies are turning to other channels like SEO that don't produce a return right away, but in the long run have massive ROI benefits. And who would you say are, you know, some of the ones that are doing that particularly well with SEO? Yeah, FTX is starting to do that quite well. Um, They've been investing in it. They still have ways to go. There's a lot of companies that have, uh, uh, ways to go on it, but, um, you're seeing a lot of people like them crank out content to try to encourage people to go and install an app. Right. Um, and you can end up making it where depending on the device you're on, you know, if someone goes to your homepage on their iPhone, it says, go to the app store to download it versus if they're on Android, it says, go to Google play or whatever it may be to just go and install it. Mm. Fuad, is there anything you um, wanted to add before I kind of wrap things up for us? Because I know, Neil, well, you're a busy guy. <laughs> well, I wanted to have some fun with Neil here. Just ask him some personal questions. What, what app do you use the most on your phone on a daily basis? Uber Eats. Okay. You don't like to cook? No. Busy with, busy with kids and just order in? and. Correct. I use Uber Eats at least twice a day do you think oh. uber knows you uber knows your same as me about subscription and stuff do they have your patterns do they give you some push notification offer and claim promos or no no i was looking at my uber bill i think we spent like 70 grand on food just through uber eats a year no kidding and you talked about parenting and stuff anything special on the any special one that you found that parents can use no my wife is a better parent than me and uh she figures out all the parenting stuff i just play with the kids just play with them you like Um, sit there and try to like teach your two-year-old how to read i was like i don't know how to read at two but if you want to do that go for it (laughs) i found a few good ones that get my kid busy um we talked about apps for moms which i think again hey if if 
I'll definitely co-found something with you if you came up with ideas. But um, if you were to build something tomorrow, an app tomorrow, you would definitely think something that would solve parents' problems or something viral. You would think that would be a good idea? If you can solve not just parents' problems, if you can solve kids from throwing tantrums, like fully stop it and fully solve it, I kid you not, you would have a big business on your hand. Okay, good one. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely, I mean, we, we get a lot of people building the next poker, the next, you know, delivery and great ideas. And hey, if people didn't think like that, Lyft wouldn't be born or Bumble wouldn't be born, right? Because right. there was a second something, but they have operational thinking. There is ways of doing it with who and the kind of people. I think the who was the most important part of it. No, but um, it's no, not about yeah, number I mean, one and two. There's always usually a number one and two player in each space and even a number three. The problem right. is, is do you need the hundredth poker app that does the same exact thing as a 76th or even the 50th app, right? That's where you run into issues and struggle. Now, if you have the audience and the money, you can still do well. You just spend money on marketing to try to get it better. I think so too. And I think the bottom line of it is what the, their life expectations. Like we had this poker client who would rank number six or seven for the keyword poker. They make like 20 grand a month for him as a guy in his basement. That's a lot of money. It was great for him, right? So if somebody copycatted, if, if that's what some people want, just to make some money and have a, have a side hobby and retire because of that and maintain some ranking in the app store, that's a good business for them. Good for them, right? But I think it's about the expectations. Don't expect him. Mean, he, he worked on it scientifically. Keep maintaining his ranking, right? Don't expect that to be the big hit. So I think yep. that is my observation on it. But Jen, no, that's my question is for Neil. You wanted to... Yeah, no, just um, just kind of as we wrap it up, obviously, we're, we're super appreciative that you took the time to talk to us. But um, just for any of our listeners, is again, this app growth show, any parting words of wisdom that you have just as uh, from, from Neil Patel, what your words of advice would be to people either entering the space or try, trying to make it in this space? Be ready for tons of iterations. It's not one thing that'll make or break your app. It's a lot of little things that'll add up. Great. Well, Neil, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time and for sharing uh, your knowledge with us. And um, thank you so much. And we hope you have a great day. You too. Take care. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode on the App Growth Show. We hope you gained some actionable insights into some of the key steps app entrepreneurs should be focusing on today's competitive market. If you found today's episode to be helpful, please visit appgrowthnetwork.com and book your free call with us today to supercharge your mobile growth. See you in the next episode. Bye for now.